Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, you finally get those restaurant recommendations you've been hoping we'd give you. You know, for the restaurants that are probably 500 to 5,000 miles from where you live. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wait, I'm Jordan Morris. Oh, boy. That's not Jordan Morris. <laughs> yes, it is. That's celebrity entertainer Martin Starr joining us for this week's program. <laughs> but there was a very very convincing Jordan Morris impression, though. Yes, hi, I'm Jordan Morris. <laughs> Look, Man. you probably... He's got me down. Certainly. You, <laughs> this you, is like exactly like the time that we had Rich Little on. We <laughs> didn't crazy. know who was who. Yeah, well, I, I put on dark glasses. I thought I was talking to the Dwight D. Eisenhower. <laughs> I even curled my hair to look like you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's nice of you to get a full perm before coming in. You're you welcome. It, <laughs> to be fair, it looks like a home perm. Um, come on, Jesse. I Don't be mean to sal- his perm. I would have done a salon. I would have gone to a salon. I'm not going to lie. I did it at home. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't you even try to lie to me about perms. <laughs> Because I see through that shit like a window. You were around for the beginning of the perm. <laughs> you were there for the birth you know of the perm. When the yeah. first lightning bolt hit the first caveman and his hair stood comically on end. Uh, now, Martin, I'm glad that you've come back for, for your second appearance on the show. You, the mm. first time you were on the show was during Max FunCon. Max sure. Fun uh, and I feel bad because I was so hungover for that and delivered such a C-minus performance. Uh, I'm glad you're back, so I can show you my usual B minus. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, because sounds I, like a huge upgrade. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hugely <laughs> mediocre. Uh, so I'm glad you've decided to come back because I feel like I can kind of redeem myself. It's a little great. Bit. It's great to have. It's great to have Martin here. Folks probably uh, know Martin from uh, uh, film, television. Mm-hmm. Of course, and, he's best known as podcasts. a song and dance man. <laughs> and, <but> yes, <laughs> and of course these podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Which is your bread and butter. Like, the <laughs> yeah. film and the TV yeah. is just like, that's fun. This is how I make it. This is to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, most recently on the Dearly Departed Party Down on uh, the Stars Network. Uh, enjoyed by most people, I'm going to say, on Netflix On Demand. Should we just say Dearly Departed Down? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Should we say Dearly Departed? <laughs> because that would be funnier. <laughs> that's just dirty humor. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful evening here yes. in Los Angeles. And a nighttime record for us, which is unusual. A crisp, cool evening. I went on... Uh, I'm not going to say it was an epically disastrous uh, weekend trip, but uh, I would say that uh, it was almost devoid of success. You and Teresa went to Wally World, yes. right? Is that... We loaded up the station wagon. <laughs> oh, Vacation's a great movie. Uh, Teresa and I, well, Teresa had today, we're recording on Monday, July 5th, mm-hmm. uh, the 5th of July, uh, and uh, Teresa had the day off today from her job, so we thought, well, maybe we should go for one night out of town and have a little weekend trip uh, Sunday night. And Makes sense. It's the 4th of July Makes weekend. Sense. It's not crazy at all. It's it's the 4th of July weekend. It's tough to book a room and also we don't know anything about Southern California. So, hmm. 
It what? was how long have you been here? In three years. But that's sad. We haven't really fully engaged it. No, that's very apparent by what you just said a moment ago. <laughs> Continue. Um, and so you've seen it across the room at a party, but you haven't gone over and talked to it. But you've raised your glass knowingly. Yeah. So as to you say, you gave it the eye. You're like, come on over and talk to me. We thought about we thought about going to uh, originally. We were thinking we'd go to Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. Santa Barbara, California. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the only hotel that had open rooms in our Price range of the Fourth of July was a Motel Six. There are two Motel Sixes in the town next to Santa Barbara. We couldn't uh, we couldn't do actually in Santa Barbara, but in the town next to Santa Barbara, two Motel Sixes. Um, one of them was booked, and the other one had an average uh, an average customer rating of one point eight out of five stars. <laughs> um, and that, that's not star rating. That's like satisfaction. Obviously, this is a one-star operation. <laughs> sure. You're not going to... Well, they've transcended their one-star status by giving a one-point... Like, you're at a one-star, but you're, but you're going to get a 1.8 level you're of You're getting service. more than you're paying for, what, is essentially what they're saying. What I'm suggesting here it's is like Miller that people High Life. Had, had a one-star one star out of five satisfaction given the context of it being a one-star operation, which I think makes it... A point two star. Oh, they're like, I expected roaches, but not roaches who were uh, yelling racial epithets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we ended up, we found a, a La Quinta Inn, hmm, which is uh, a big step up from uh, Motel 6. La massive. Quinta's, sure. that's, that's pretty good stuff, La Quinta. So uh, we, we go to the La Quinta Inn, but we're going now going to Carlsbad, California, which is just north of San Diego, the mm. whole other direction. We've been to Carlsbad once. It's nice enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drove there, took hours to drive there, and then uh, what happened was when we left, the whole plan was we would enjoy the beautiful weather and go, uh, go enjoy the beach. And as we sort of cruised past, I don't know, like Santa Ana, California or something like that, like one of these places in Orange County, uh, like the sky started to get gray. By the time we were in Carlsbad, it was raining. No. Oh. Um, so we went for a little walk by the beach in Carlsbad. It was sort of like, it was only misty raining. And the beach had this sort of, I don't know, like a gauntlet of RVs, I guess you would say. Like there was a frontage road along this. You were afraid this might be a road warrior situation. <laughs> like really... this might be a roving gang of, uh, of like gas thieves or something. Look, there was a converted. Gas hoarders. There was a converted school bus with tinted windows <laughs> and a, a giant logo on the back that was the uh, Oakland Raiders skull faced football player in the context of the Fox Racing F. So mm. it wasn't that far from a road warrior situation. And was this all encased in a pot leaf? <laughs> yeah, like basically. Uh, and also it had rotating knives. Mm. It was basically, it was, it was a very shifty situation. But what I didn't, what impressed me was, I guess like all of these RVs, and it was literally three quarters of a mile or, uh, you know, a mile of RVs down this frontage road. Um, they all had the most extraordinarily complicated setups on the beach on the immediately uh, across the frontage road. Like, you know, this is like a six-foot wide or eight-foot wide path. Mm-hmm. And on one side's the RV, on the other side's the beach. And we're talking about, like, canopies, uh, like, gas grills, you know, like like five, six-foot <laughs> wide mad grills. At, why are you mad at people having gas grills? I'm just, I'm not mad you say at it. Upset. It's it's just uh, it's amazing to me, like when do they 
Like, you prefer charcoal? This is, is a. That, this, I don't understand what the issue is. I this is a life. This like RV is a lifestyle, Jesse. These are things that the uh, that the the world traveler. But has. these people were not. That's the thing. These people were not there you overnight. You call them world travelers? I, well, <laughs> I would. You know. I would guess that they're not from Europe. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But I am guessing. I some some RVs are aqueous. <laughs> you could. <laughs> Or even better, subac motorboated over. <laughs> yeah, they uh, you know they just go right into the water, and you can go to South America if you want to. Yeah, they've got nuclear RVs now. The Russians <laughs> do. I've heard, um, of, I've heard about them. No, it wasn't. I, I'm. It wasn't like RV park. We're spending the week. Okay. It was like we're here for the day. Yeah. And I think people had people had speaker systems, um, not attached to the RV, independent speaker systems. Uh, six foot wide uh, grills. Yeah. Um, sets of tables, not a table. Literally, like five or six tables. Yeah, well, these are people who take their Max and relaxing seriously. It sounds like. When do they even get to Max and relax? Like, I feel like it was like five o'clock, five p.m. by the time we were walking through there. I feel like maybe they'd they'd finished setting up twenty minutes earlier. Like they'd been there since eight a.m. These people like built basically built homes. Yeah, on this on the sand. I think this is just a certain kind of dad, and I don't think either of us had this kind of dad. So it's foreign to us. But yeah. I've observed this kind of dad in the wild. Uh, Martin, where did your dad fall in the like holiday planning, vacation planning spectrum? Not in not in this end. <laughs> yeah, this, this he wasn't uh, European. He didn't come a long ways to set up a tent. You know what? I have uncles. I have uncles who live in Virginia. Yeah. And I can almost imagine them doing this. One uncle at one point... Driving to California to do this? Yeah, exactly. You get out to... Well, you know, if you're going to drive cross-country, you're going to want to see Carlsbad. Famous caverns. (laughs) That's a good point. There's a motocross track there that I know very well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's... I had uh, probably... I I can imagine Uncle Roy doing this and probably Uncle Wayne. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I and this I think this is the and and I think this is the same dad that makes the elaborate haunted house in the garage for Halloween. Yeah, I think there are just there are just dads who just take it to eleven for everything. Right, these dads that I that I observed were also fat. Oh, I, oh, I think that goes without saying. Okay. I, oh, yes, this is their exercise. <laughs> <laughs> they were wearing backwards baseball hats, also. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, anyway, what was coming out of the speaker systems? Did you notice? Yeah. Okay. So I, ex- frankly, I expected more rancheros. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of rancheros. It was a. It was a real. Um, I shouldn't have been surprised by this, but it was a real sort of sublime type situation. Okay. I guess a sublime dad is a That's, type of dad. Oh yeah, I think I think now there are sublime dads. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. It was a weird situation. I, it was admirable in a way. I just couldn't imagine doing all that work just to just to sit there, you know. At the end of it, yeah. you know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. You grill a couple of wieners and head back. <laughs> grill a couple of wieners, listen to date rape. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 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 honey, that's a sublime. Song. Honey, we drove all this way. Yeah, come on. What better place to lose your virginity? 
<laughs> right? I did. Um, I did have one really great experience in Carlsbad, California. I'm sure we have list- We probably have listeners in San Diego. Oh, sure. San so you guys Diego have listeners. <laughs> well, I thought we were doing this for us. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a copy of this. Right? I was just going to take that, it home and show kinda, it to my friends. Does that cheapen it a little bit for you? <laughs> yeah. Knowing this is for a mass audience. I gotta go, guys. I guess. It's, <laughs> I guess it's misleading that we record the show in a booth that says "Make Your Own Record." just like that thing you do (laughs) at the mall um the great thing that i did do in carlsbad california you know we there was all this controversy last week on the program Mm. uh because i denigrated uh subway hey we both denigrated subway and be fair it was a group denigration and again to be fair why don't you like subway sucks i like it yeah. Oh, jeez. I, I, I think Jordan the, went on. Jordan went on the forum and backtracked. I, I, I'm, I backtracked a little bit. Now I think you know. I most subways. I are, think the employees seem very unhappy. <laughs> yes. No. And they, that's that's a sad part. They definitely the food doesn't taste very good. They definitely rival Staples and Kinkos for uh for meanest looking employees. <laughs> I think. I think that's the trifecta of mean looking employees. The sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich is. Delicious. Is it really? <laughs> yes, sir. I, I can't say as I've ever and that, had that and, and I'm going to say that that sweet onion sauce is uh-huh. a nice uh, low-cal alternative to mayonnaise. It's, I don't it, even like mayonnaise, so it's perfect for it me. It juices up the sandwich without adding that kind of high-fat mayonnaise content. That's what she said. Nice. <laughs> juices up the sandwich. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, but I, I, I feel like that, that most, you know, yeah. that most people in our <laughs> listenership... Uh, who are going to Subway are probably people who have, you know, reasonably demanding jobs and maybe work in an area okay, without I, a lot of options. Look, so I, it's, it's a nice a, alternative to McDonald's. I've had demanding jobs in my time, and I sure. made, made my lunch and brought it with me. Mm-hmm. It was fine uh, and very affordable. More affordable, more delicious, and more nutritious. But someone on the forum mm-hmm. recommended, well, just, just take some time, go on to Yelp, Mm-hmm. Or get yourself a Yelp telephone application if you have a smartphone. Uh, and, you know, frankly, the people on Yelp are largely retarded. But taken as a, <laughs> taken as a whole... I enjoy my Yelp app. Yeah, taken, yeah, taken as a whole, it's a good guide when you're in an unfamiliar place. So I, I was Yelping. Uh, before we left, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I better figure out somewhere for us to eat because I'm sure it's going to be, you know, strip mall central and I don't want us to get so hungry that we have to eat at Subway. Sure. And uh, it recommended for me an, a, an outfit called Tip Top Meats. Mm. Now, Tip Top Meats, this does not sound like a restaurant. Nope. And in a way, it's not a restaurant, uh, but... Sounds like a porno shop. <laughs> yeah. A gay it's porno shop. A gay specifically. <laughs> yeah. It's basically... Um, I mean, no, uh, no offense to this uh, gay porno shop that you guys are imagining, but it's basically... <laughs> imagining? I've been there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wait, am I... I think I... Tip top meats. Yes, that was out loud. <laughs> to answer the question you were about to ask, yes, you said that out loud. Tip top meats is the basically the greatest place I've ever been in my entire life. Mm. It is a... It, in the middle of Carlsbad, California, and I'm... I'm guessing there may be a downtown Carlsbad, but I've been to Carlsbad twice. I've never spotted it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just, you know, uh, here's a shopping center with a you want you here's the good shopping center, that's the one with a Trader Joe's. Here's the other one, that's the one with the subway. Sure. Um and uh it's just in a sort of a strip mall, a miscellaneous strip mall on a just a miscellaneous road that just goes between a Ramada Inn and, you know, uh an industrial area. A gay porno shop. Yeah. 
And uh, it's a German delicatessen, but it has like a restaurant counter inside of it. And uh, it basically just serves maybe, I'm going to say, eight dishes, all of which are huge piles of meat. Um, you order them at the counter. Uh, they all cost eight ninety five, And you sit down and uh, uh, they call out your number. You go get it. It's like uh, I had prime rib, mm-hmm. eight ninety five. Pretty good. Um, you can, oh, the best part is this place has, I'm going to say, 40 or 50 feet of uh, refrigerator cases full of meat. Um, it's got elk meat, any kind of meat you could ever want to eat. Sure. And they have a standard policy. You can buy, you can get any kind of meat from the refrigerator cases, and they'll, they'll cook it for you to eat for $2.98. So if you want an elk burger, you can go buy some elk. Sure. They'll make a burger out of, it, out of it for you and serve it to you for an additional $2.98 in excess of the cost of the ground elk. Hmm. <laughs> this sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that you think this is the best place you've ever been to in your entire life. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Sounds like somebody's never been to Tip Top Men. <laughs> you know, the gay porno store. It was amazing. Uh, it sounds amazing. It's, 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 this is like the platonic ideal of restaurants. It's just you just choose a meat. What were the beverage choices? Um, red and white wine. What mm-hmm. about vegetarians? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what are they going to do? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, go to Subway. Get one of those veggie sandwiches. It's like a salad and bread, somebody said on the forum. I don't know. They make they make sandwiches with just the uh, the other parts? Yeah. I'm How do you not, make a sandwich without the meat? It, here's the thing. I'm not willing to take responsibility for those people. Yeah. They're welcome to live their life as they please, but I don't... I'm, I guess I get it. Subway has a lot of options. They have, like, green peppers, and they yeah. have a lot of different veggie you items. You got that onion sauce. Yeah, that sweet onion sauce. Is that vegetarian? They make that with hog grease, don't they? <laughs> they do, yes. Wait a second. There's fish heads in there. Little tiny ground up fish heads. Anyway, that was that was by far the highlight of my weekend. Oh, and everyone there has a German accent. That's another At the thing. restaurant. Every, everyone there has a genuine German oh, accent. Great. And they want to tell you about the difference between uh, various dark beers. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's nice. If oh, you know, I have, a, I have a story about funny talking. Yeah, sure. Uh, do Here we, we want to save this? Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to tease it for the next segment? We can tease it. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. (laughs) So you guys know we were goofing around off mic. Yeah. And you will never hear it. And it was better than anything that's going to be in the show. <laughs> oh, God, was it bad. Oh. Uh, I'm, I identified myself, Jordan. Oh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. Excuse me. I'm Martin Starr, boyish sweetheart. Oh, I like oh. that. Oh, he he's taking the middle road. And you do have a boyish charm. Thank yeah. you. Very Buddhist of you. That, you. Uh, that propeller beanie really adds to it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Martin, new. you were mentioning that while, while Jesse was hyping a restaurant, you maybe had a restaurant to hype. I say let's you and I both hype a restaurant. Yes. it's uh, My place is less a restaurant than... A garbage can outside a restaurant. A fantastic garbage can where I get food to go. <laughs> um, you know that most of our listeners live in Carlsbad, right? So this is a Carlsbad. Each of you guys is doing a Carlsbad recommendation. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um well, yeah. say whatever whatever it was that you were going to say. Just say it. <laughs> and pretend it's in Carlsbad? Yeah. 
But people are going to be led. They're going to be Googling it and looking no, for they, it look, online. All these Carlsbad people. Martin, they're not. If You're going to have a gang of angry RVs outside yeah. your door. You and I both know that if they're in Carlsbad. I'm just going to give them gonna your eat, address. They're going to eat at Tip Top Meats. Any qualms. Hmm. It's clear. You don't need to worry about it. Whatever you say is going to go in one ear and out the other because they just got their asses blown out by my description of Tip Top Meats. Well, hmm. then why would I even talk about a place in Carlsbad? I don't know. I mean, but it's just... He's got a point, theme. Jesse. He's, I mean, already... Look, talk about whatever restaurant you want. You're okay. Mr. Hollywood. Wait a second. That wasn't my nickname. No, he's the boyish name. sweetheart. Oh, there we sorry. Go. Boyish sweetheart. Thank you. We're back. <laughs> I take offense to your We're back on words. track. Yeah, here we go. Uh, there's a place I've been going to since I was a kid uh, that my, my dad would always get um, bratwurst from. Uh-huh. And... Uh, every time I get bratwurst, I go to this place called the Sausage Kitchen on Robertson and Olympic, and they have fantastic. This is in Carlsbad. Meat. This is uh, this is in Los Angeles. Uh, parentheses Carlsbad. Carlsbad adjacent. And good Let's meat. Just Carlsbad say. adjacent. They got good meats. Um, can you get kraut there? Sauerkraut. Yeah, fantastic sauerkraut. Uh, and everyone who works there, as best I can tell, is German, uh-huh. which just. Uh, Authenticates the whole experience. That's good. And uh, the the bratwurst is fantastic. I haven't tried any of the other things. They also have this like uh, I forget the name of it at the moment, but this like German, um, just like dried meat that's hanging. Oh, but it's not like uh, it's not beef jerky per se. It's it's a lot thicker, and then you just cut off thin slices of it, or they'll cut it for you. You don't get to oh. cut the slices yourself. You can. I did. Okay. Wow, that's great. Well, because I knew I wasn't going to have it that day, and they'll kind of dry out a bit. Gotcha. Do you so have I'm... a deli slicer at home? I'd like to imagine that no, you have I a just, deli slicer I have, at home. I do yes. not have oh. a deli slicer, mm. but I have a knife, and so I cut it thinly for oh. my friends. Wouldn't it be great to have a deli slicer at home? Uh, you know, I had, I cut my finger on a deli slicer once, so I'm Ooh. a little I'm a little gun shy about them. Really? But at least it wasn't yeah. very much skin that was taken off. No, very paper thin. It just <laughs> melted on my tongue too. <laughs> I I I put it. I put your it mistake right in my was mouth. putting it in your mouth. I think my tiny my tiny slice of thumb. Did you really delicious. cut your hand on a deli slicer? I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah. I got a champion juicer. Now that go? Oh, it's How great. is that going, I guess I, can I should say? I fucking make juice great. out of anything. Yeah. The, it can the juice giant anything. Ones. You're talking about those big oh, giant ones? It's enormous. I've is, had that since I was a kid. Those Jack LaLanne endorsed? No, this is like a... It's a, a similar giant, thing. It's a giant like cylinder with a smaller cylinder attached to it and yeah. then another little cylinder on top and you just put food in and, and it just it goes grinds it up. A series of cylinders, eh? This sounds like something I could stick my dick in. Where did we go today? <laughs> Here we are. Hey, Jordan, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I um, can see by your shredded dick I'm exci- that I should probably take your advice. I'm excited about this champion juicer I got. I'm hoping that people on the internet are going to... People on the Max Fun Forum, I'm sure there's some uh, some champion juicer enthusiasts out there. I'll, I'll give you a good recipe right now. Really? What is it? Let's hear it. Freeze, freeze bananas. Okay. Done. I've already got some frozen bananas in my freezer. Really? Yeah, when they I'd... get a little bit too ripe, I freeze them so Perfect. I can make smoothies out of yeah. them. Uh, and you I just can... stock up when I'm at SeaWorld. <laughs> uh, Whenever I'm at SeaWorld, I just get 10 frozen bananas. Is that why you have so many cod in your freezer? <laughs> That's also a reason. Yeah. Uh, but you take... And that just paper-thin sliced orca. Uh-huh. It just melts on your tongue. It's a nice, thin that orca. orca meat. Sorry, you were in yeah. the middle. Frozen oh. banana. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and then I would I would peel the bananas first. Okay, right. Yeah, sure. Noted. Uh, you can do it however you want. But 
in in any case, then you're going to take the peeled frozen bananas yeah. and put them through your juicer, and everything that comes out, there will be no juice. It'll just be all pulp kind of. Sure. And it's so good. It's just ice cream. You can you can add a little bit of vanilla extract and, and mix it up, but it's just like wonderful ice cream. Really? Yep. And it's pure from, from God's green earth. That sounds fantastic that to me. That nice. I, yeah. I expected this to be a more complex thing. Simplest thing ever. This sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'll it's tell delicious. you what I'll tell you what I uh, put through there. I put through, I had some watermelon, watermelon that was watermelon. <laughs> yeah, uh, good old watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten folksier, haven't you, Jesse? Howdy. I want me some Howdy, Jordan. I'm sitting in the catbird seat. Sure. Um, I put some watermelon through there, and then we had we had a nectarine. All we had sitting around was some watermelon and nectarine. I put that through. Oh man, I'll tell you what's pretty good: watermelon nectarine juice. I'm not keen on watermelon juice for some reason. I might be the only one. Really? There's, it's too sweet. It's like well, I would rather have the pulp. You'd rather of the, have the pulp I, of I a want banana. Real? No, I want like real <laughs> watermelon. That just makes me want real watermelon. Oh, you're saying that the texture of a watermelon is part of the experience? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, I understand that. Reminds yeah. you of a summer's day. Yeah, but but the, the smooth texture of a watermelon juice is part of the juicer experience. It's a larger. It's a greater experience. Sure. I could see watermelon juice being used to sweeten up lemonade. That might be a genius idea. That sounds oh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, sure. That's my microphone. There we go. Yeah, it snaps. Jordan's mic is snap, snapping, crackling, and popping there over there. Sure. Apologies for that. Um, so I got a champion juice. Jordan, what's your what's your restaurant recommendation? Oh God, you know I I was going to talk about one, but I I'm starting to remember. Maybe we've talked about it on the air. Did me and Dave Holmes talk about Irv's? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, uh, if we did, I'm sorry. You're going to hear about Irv's Burgers again. Uh, is this the one where they draw little pictures? This on the is bags? the one where they draw little pictures of you on your on your bag. Oh, that does sound like a great place. Uh, we we did hear it already. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just did. Uh, well, just uh, very quick. I won't go into the, in case I, you've heard this before. But sure. uh, uh, some people avoid the Dave Holmes episodes, and I can understand that. Sure, he's, he's an he's, unpleasant man. He's if he, if you were to choose one word to describe Dave Holmes, it would be unpleasant. Two words: unpleasant and racist. Yeah, three: unpleasant, uh, racist, unprofessional. Sure. Um. Anyway, so wait, uh, where is this guy? I want to get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> He's behind you. <laughs> He's oh, got hey. a knife. Hey, Holmes. <laughs> um, this place in in, in kind of in this area of West Hollywood is is dominated by uh, brunch. This is in the brunch district of West Hollywood, so you know there's a lot of nice places to sit outdoors and. Uh, you know, have a scramble. And sure. look at rainbows. Yeah, and look at rainbows. Sure. Uh, anyways, but there is this uh, there's this uh, burger stand called Irv's Burgers, uh, and the Irv's Burgers sign is very small. The Coca-Cola sign is giant out front. Uh, and Are you they, sure it's not called Coca-Cola? I don't think so. Uh, okay, I think Just that's checking. the name of a popular drink. All right. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. I'm not sure. I'm I don't know. I don't right. know if you guys have listened to a lot of Gangstar, but... The late guru. I've listened, I've listened to quite a bit. The late, <laughs> more than you'd think. Yeah. The late guru from Gangstar taught us all a lesson about popular drinks. It was lemonade is a pop was is a pop. God damn it! Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. That was his rap. Sure. Well, lemonade was a popular drink. I miss and Guru. It still is. I think we all miss Guru. Did he die? He passed. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, at this place, it's an excellent burger. It's an excellent. Uh, it's an excellent kind of standard stand burger. Uh, you you 
you you should go there anyways, even if it didn't have the cute affect, but it does. The cute affect uh, is that the kindly Chinese woman who works there, who always works there, will draw a picture of you on your plate uh, or your takeout bag, uh, and sometimes you'll be saying something. You'll have a word bubble. Uh, and one time I went there with my uh, with a buddy of mine, and he paid, and my little guy was saying out of his word bubble, thank you for the burger, sugar daddy. <laughs> anyway. I don't think you said that when we were at Dave So uh, if you're ever in West Hollywood, Irv's. You were saving that for a less racist I want to go there now. I, I really want to go to that. Oh, place. yeah, yeah, you should. It's delicious. Can I ask you they've guys? Got, uh, they've got uh, styrofoam cups and crushed ice, which is a, a great oh, thing yeah, for that's a fancy. That's fantastic stuff yeah, right there. Absolutely. Can I ask you guys a racism? related question <laughs> sure no. I, um, you can ask me but not Martin Martin's going to cover his ears I've been watching I've been watching you guys are familiar with the television program Seinfeld correct sure now I watched Seinfeld a lot when it was this on. is about the um, it's the lady cartoonist and the guy right. who does her inking is kind of like curmudgeonly but they have a will they won't they thing right no, guys, this is way too racist. I can't be a part of the show anymore. <laughs> no, it's the one that's set in a magazine office, and uh, Brooke Shields is the star. Mm. Um, anyway, Veronica's closet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Veronica's closet. So I've been. Wa- I I watched Seinfeld when it was on, mm-hmm. and then I took a break. I hadn't watched it in really, n- except for the rare rerun in years, and uh, then I started watching it again from the beginning relatively recently, three, four, five months ago. In between, I watched this uh, uh, amazing uh, one-man show uh, by this uh, actor named Danny Hawk called Jails, Hospitals, and Hip Hop. And this is, I'm generally against the one-man show as a form. Uh, I don't even really like Anna DeVere Smith, to be frank with you. But Wow, uh, no sacred cows with you. I know. Uh, but, uh, Danny Hawk really is a special, brilliant guy. He's been on the sound of young America. I recommend people, uh, you know, listen to that. Um, and, and this is a, an amazing, amazing film. If you can uh, find a copy of it, not sure if it's on the Netflix, it's really amazing. And one of the pieces in this is about him auditioning for Seinfeld. Um, they want him to play a character named, uh, Ramon, the pool boy. And, uh, he basically, the long and the short of it is he gets fired for not wanting to do a sort of broad Latin accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a white guy, by the way. Hmm. Um, he's a white guy who could who could pass for an ethnic guy, but a white guy. And um, I can see why he wouldn't want to be pigeonholed yeah. for the rest of his career after that. Yeah, as a broad ethnic stereotype. As a pool boy, I'm, I mean. But, yeah, right, just to have to take on pool-related roles. So when I when I watched this, I was like, uh, Adam Sandler was worried about that before he did Airhead. Sure. But he broke out. Um, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank God. I I said, I remember when I watched I meant, this. I meant that, by the way. I'm really glad that Adam Sandler broke out of that. Me too. Because I think he's fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Very, he's a talented guy. Yeah. Were I don't d- think grown-ups looks that good. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything. Sure, that's fine. I, hey, I'll say this. He, he talks like a baby. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, <laughs> sure. Mission accomplished. You said it. You did say that. Uh, were you talking about something before? Yeah, I was. Um, do, so, you re- do you remember what it was? Oh, here's. I, oh, wait. Can I just a quick thought about Sandler? Yeah, okay. Uh, this will be quick. <laughs> Jesse looks so annoyed. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like Sandler has an infinite pass with me. Uh, so affable in an interview setting, uh, so many funny things on Saturday Night Live, and just the occasional wonderful turn, 
uh, for instance, funny people. So I say go ahead and do whatever, Adam Sandler. Anyways. I agree. This is my point. I mean. I'm uh, Okay. Number one, I bet he's a fantastic guy. Sure. I don't think I, I anybody's can, can ever vouch. heard anything negative about him personally. No. I've met him ever so briefly, and he was the sweetest person. I have also had very brief interactions with him, and they've been uh, nothing but nothing but all, char- all charm John, and warmth. John C. Riley as well, a really fantastic guy. Hmm. Did you? Uh, I had to interview him in character as Dewey Cox once, so I don't think that counts. Oh, really? But that's my only uh, interaction with Riley. Hey, did you? Did you guys happen to listen to uh, Andy Kindler on uh, on our friend Mark Marin's podcast? What the fuck? Uh, no. Andy said, um, "Andy's Andy apparently uh, Adam Sandler and Andy Kindler ran into each other at a funeral for a mutual friend, and Adam Sandler said to Gangstar, him, don't that's, worry, there's." Guru. 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 Ah, boy. <laughs> don't, he said to him, don't worry, uh, there's no hard feelings. And uh, Andy Kindler couldn't really remember what he'd done to Adam Sandler to have no hard feelings about. And then someone reminded him that once when Adam Sandler was in the room, just right around when Happy Gilmore came out, uh, uh, Kindler was talking about stuff in Hollywood. And he said, I haven't seen Happy Gilmore yet. Uh, and but I don't really know if I need to. Uh, I'll describe the trailer to you. Uh, Adam Sandler pops out of a water trap and spits out a fish. <laughs> so, A, I thought that was a beautiful moment. Sure. B, I thought it was kind of beautiful that Kindler had to eat it and talk, and talk to Sandler sure. after doing that in front of him. Um, but C, I think there's something to be said for the fact that... Um, Sandler, not really his fault, but probably ill-suited to his huge, well, he was well-suited because he was a huge success. He had that huge successful run of movies. And, you know, Happy Gilmore is kind of funny. I liked it. I still like it. I'm, I'm okay with Happy Gilmore. He's just so charming. It was a time when it was a time when I it was a time when things that I really were not for me ruled the box office and it really sucked for me. <laughs> has that time ever waned? Yeah, sure it has. I yeah. mean, look at look at the people who star in comedy movies now. Oh, sure. No, you're Look right. at these. Yeah, yeah. I think Zach Galifianakis is hilarious. I think Paul Rudd is hilarious. I think Will Ferrell's hilarious. I think Seth Rogen is hilarious. I think all these people, all these big movie stars, all, there's, I'd be hard-pressed to name a big uh, film star right now who I don't think is uh, really funny. I mean, they make bad movies, but so does, you know, I mean, it's hard to make a good movie. You don't make a good movie every time. Sure. But all the all the famous movie stars now are people that I actually really like, whereas... You know, ten or fifteen years ago, I'm just not a big Jim Carrey fan. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And no, Adam, no. You know, I, I, yeah, and Adam Sandler was making a lot of was making a lot of shit movies. Sure. And definitely, yeah, definitely, America's taste in comedy celebrities is generally pretty good these days. And I'm also I like, don't know. maybe yeah, comedy celebrities. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I no, think, I think I'm, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna defend other celebrities. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying we're not going all the way around here. That I think <laughs> we're, we're very specific with it's, these. It's, you're not defending Taylor Lautner, <laughs> but I think we're we are lucky Lautner. to be. I think there's no doubt in my mind that we're lucky to be in a time when there are a lot of great people starring in movies. And as much as Adam Sandler seems like a great guy, 
I'm not so convinced I want to watch him star in a movie. Although he was uh, great in Funny People, which I liked a lot more than other people who seem not to have liked it. I love that movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I was really proud of the people that I know that helped make that thing. Yeah, it was great. I, I thought it was a great movie. Um, it was very great. Yeah. I mean, I think Judd, Judd did an amazing job, and Seth yeah. is great in it. Jonah. Sure, we know Judd, Seth, and Jonah. Sure. We don't. <laughs> Only Martin does. <laughs> oh, I had an... Uh, uh, right, wait, I, no, I, you don't get to introduce any new things. Okay. we're going back to Seinfeld. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so let's, let's, uh, let's reboot a little bit. I'm steering this ship. All right. Um, so <sighs> Seinfeld. I had a hilarious story that involved a celebrity. <sighs> okay, But look. let's hear about your thing. We're teasing it forward. Okay, Jordan's sure. hilarious story once we're done talking about Seinfeld. Wait, stories about celebrities... <laughs> Those are better than others kinds of When's stories. my turn? <laughs> um, just, one time. Just joking, guys. Yeah. I don't so know any celebrities. When I watch... <laughs> yeah, when I, 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 watch I disappoint it. myself every day by reminding myself I don't know any celebrities. All those movies you've been in with big celebrities, those have been green screened, right? Yep. Like you like you do. You have like a trailer in uh, Austin, Texas yep. with a green screen. Robert Rodriguez films he's, you. He's directed all of my uh, career. <laughs> yeah, okay. He directed my career. He actually wrote Lava Man and Shark Boy for yeah. Martin, and Martin was just too busy doing other movies. I was. He wanted me to be the Shark Boy. You're one of the Predators, right? Huh? You're one of the Predators? He's both of the Predators. I'm in one of the masks. Oh, which one? I won't tell you. Oh, I can't wait for that movie. Son of Mask. I think he was in Son of Mask. <laughs> um, so when I watched Jail's Hospitals and Hip Hop, I... I admit that while I greatly admired Annie Hawk, I was thinking, you know, I don't know. Seinfeld's not really racist. Like that's a like he doesn't straight up say Seinfeld's racist, but he comes pretty close, implies sure. it very strongly, and it's sort of the premise of this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I might say just like every character in Seinfeld is a crazy cartoon character. So but here's the thing: I've been watching Seinfeld lately, <laughs> and you know what? It's pretty racist. What uh, can you name a few uh, how about, times people might remember? How about this? Name any character that's not white on the show that isn't a broad ethnic stereotype. <laughs> sure, uh, Poppy. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, like it's really like it could. And it, I'm not going to say it's make Seinfeld a bad show or anything because I've enjoyed. If anything, enjoyed Seinfeld more now than even than I did the first time through. Mm-hmm. It's amazing brilliant hilarious show and it is sweet it's not it's almost never maliciously racist mm-hmm. um but boy if every secondary character in seinfeld is not a broad ethnic stereotype yes they are <laughs> <laughs> i figured that might generate more you guys seem to be out on this <laughs> no i mean I, seinfeld is i figured if i said seinfeld is racist that might get people hot under We'd the get collar. The, uh, get the ball moving. No, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, There's something kind of amazing about it, even having been a TV show, given how racist it is. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I think Seinfeld, uh, it's, it's hard. And I think, uh, I think this is the line that King of the Hill toes, too, because you could say there's probably a lot of stereotypes in that show. But I think that just that, that the fact that kind of everyone is treated equally, even like... The white people. But I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a distinction between King of the Hill and oh, Seinfeld. Sure. Well, Seinfeld yeah, is think, cruel, and King of the Hill yeah. is sweet. Yeah, King I of the Hill also handles thing in a, things in a very uh, 
rational kind of man. Sure. Or I think more if I was human, gonna, like they're all very human. I was even, about to say, the, even ad- though the adjective I was going to use is humane. Yeah. I feel like King of the Hill is, humanity is sort of the premise of King of the Hill. Yeah. It's still respectful, too. And it deals with it in a way that I think is, um, unfortunately, very relevant. And, I'm a and, really and big still, fan. Still happening in parts of this country. I'm a really big fan of that Cholo guy that Dale calls to like whenever he needs to do dirty work done. Oh yeah, the sure. The the one with those sort of long, extra long mustache. Mm-hmm. What's like an extra large, long mustache? Is that called Fu Manchu? Longhorn Fu Manchu. I don't know Fu Manchu. Uh, but I think the the comparison was that uh, everybody's on equal footing. I don't think that the I think the stereotypes in both things are as yeah, but as here, extreme as the lead. Here's the question, though. I mean, I think yes. I don't know if the leads are are number one. I don't agree with you if you're bringing the leads into it. Okay, but number two, certainly all of the secondary characters are very broad. Mm-hmm. There's very few secondary characters on Seinfeld that aren't broad. Even the recurring ones. I mean, even you know Jay Peterman or yeah. uh, you know Newman or something. These are broad, course, broad yeah. characters. But only the ethnic characters are. Is their broadness basically ethnic broadness? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you see it's... what I'm saying? Like, I don't think like I. I don't think you know. Uh, uh, Jackie Childs, the black lawyer. <laughs> like, I, granted, he, it is broad, but that's not a stereotype of, you know, all lawyers are like this. It's all black lawyers are like sure, this. Sure, sure. But yeah, I think it's just more palatable than, you know, like Will and Grace, where you have a, a world full of normal people and then you have the flaming gay guy, you know? So it's like, there's this, there, here's this crazy Well, there's char- also uh, Megan Mullally's character. Was it Karen? I yeah, don't, I yeah. Don't, I don't, I didn't watch that much of the show, but mm-hmm. I thought she was amazing on it when it happened. She was also kind of an over-the-top character. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it, I guess, yeah, I guess that I mean, show there, there were kind of those two. And then sure. her... Um, uh, Hispanic maid, I think, who was in it a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. They definitely hyped up those storylines, but Will and Grace seemed very toned down. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, heard... I, I think it's actually pretty similar to what was just being described. No, yeah, and you know, I did notice the storyline in, in Will and Grace. The storylines with the uh, Hispanic maid, the Hispanic maid, always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this might even be like a little Comedia dell'arte thing. Was always like kind of came out on top. Like she was always, you know, yeah. it. The, the, it was the obvious characterization that. was a little bit hard to take, but she always kind of came out of things. Absolutely. The smart one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, always. Because she played, because uh, uh, Car- Megan Mullally uh, always played someone that was so so ignorant. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, not aware of of the world, really. I think she has that special comic quality, which is that ability to do something horrible and still be identifiable and likable. Mm-hmm. She can be awful on screen. Because yeah. it's so big. Like, it's definitely recognized that underneath all that is there's a human being. Yeah, she's so sweet. Yeah. There's some, some kind of quality about it. It's sort of like and that she's Will Ferrell thing. She's not you know? doing it um, intentionally. Yeah. She's, she just is that way. And she's so sweet about so many other moments that she kind of earns those. Yeah. I, even the way she says it is like kind of sweet. I heard, <laughs> the way she's really mean to sure. people is like really sweet. Speaking, <laughs> um, speaking of Will and Grace, I heard Sean Hayes on Fresh Air the other day. Um, I don't know if either of you guys caught this. The show has serious ADD. I wonder if we could 
if Ritalin could be applied to a radio show. <laughs> we should see if we can get him a sponsor. This is a freewheeling conversation. Jesse right? and I will both <laughs> pop a Ritalin before the show. Um, I, I heard Sean Hayes on Fresh Air, and Sean Hayes was making an argument. I'm paraphrasing his argument here, but he was saying that he felt like his character wasn't that broad because he knew, because in real life, he knew gay guys that were much, uh, you know, uh, femier or queenier than his character on Will and Grace. And I was listening to it, and I've, I've certainly known gay guys in my time who were femier or queenier than uh, his character on Will and Grace. You sure? You've been to Tip Top Men. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm from San Francisco. I went to theater school. You know, certainly... Uh, yeah, you did brag about it. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, a really femi gay guy is not outside of my realm of experience. And certainly there are more. But he almost seemed to be implying that people who said that his character was kind of a broad, sort of slightly stereotypical gay guy uh, were in some way kind of homophobic or something. Like, you just... it was He was towing that line in that conversation... Sean Hayes, I saw I saw Will and Grace. That was a pretty broad, stereotypical gay guy character. Yes, it was. <laughs> and kind of, uh, I don't really think you can. I think you got to own that one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. De- yeah. Definitely don't. Don't. Ah, I, <laughs> I hit that. Yeah. Um. I had another example of that, but I can't think of it right now. Oh. <laughs> I know that does nothing for us. But I um, think we can all agree that Megan Mullally's fantastic. Oh, the best and the sweetest. Really? It was wonderful. You worked with Megan Mullally on the Party Down television program. This is correct. And uh, her and Nick Offerman are two of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. I, I met Nick Offerman briefly in an airport. Did you? Uh, and I had seen him perform. We did a uh, comedy festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we were both at a comedy festival and um, shared a plane back. And uh, my experience was also that he was the nicest man in the world and that his uh, manner... Uh, was so uh, Nick Offerman-y. I guess we should say Nick Offerman is uh, the kind of mustachioed uh, mean guy Rec. from Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah the okay. boss from Parks and Rec. Uh, what's his character's name? I can't think of what his character's name is. I'm bad know. at remembering. I, don't, I haven't watched much of, Par- of Parks and Rec. Well, he's he, he is a force of nature. I'd say he's, he's almost certainly the best thing about Parks and Rec. I mean, there are a number of recommendable things about it, but he's really great on it. Sure. And... Uh, I, when I talked to him in real life, I was surprised that someone could be like that in real life. Yes. And it made me really happy. It yeah. made me really excited. The only thing that got me more excited was when I heard him on uh, the Adam Carolla podcast, and uh, he talked about how he made uh, an instructional DVD about making canoes. <laughs> yeah, he did. I saw it. You saw it? Was it yeah. good? Did you make I saw, canoes I saw part it? of it. I think it might have been an advertisement for the actual DVD. Um, it's, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a wood, he's a woodworker. He, yeah. That's what, is what he does. It's, it's his thing. He was a set builder apparently, uh, before he was, he was a sort of part-time set builder, part-time actor for a long time. I saw, there's pictures up on his website of a gazebo he built. I, <laughs> I remember when I, when I, when he, when, uh, Parks and Recreation first came on, I didn't, I hadn't met him at the time or anything and I didn't, didn't know anything about him. And, um, I remember thinking he was so great as Ron, is the name of his character on Parks and Rec. 
I thought, man, that Ron is amazing. So I Googled his name thinking maybe I'll invite him on the San Diego America if I can find something for him or whatever. And I find this website, and I remember I literally spent an hour trying to figure out if this was the same Nick Offerman because his website is completely dedicated to gazebos and stuff. You yeah, hardly guess totally. that he was a successful professional actor given well, the commitment to gazebos and canoes on his it's, website. It's what he was doing long before he uh, got the opportunity on Parks and Rec, and he was auditioning and whatnot, but I think he fa- he has another huge passion in this world, and it's creating furniture and, and using wood to to make people happy. Makes me, <laughs> makes me wish... Yeah, that I mean, didn't, didn't quite people, come out right. No, he's not some, he doesn't make wood prostitutes, is what you're saying. Like right, some sort right, of right. wood sex doll. It really Which made, is maybe what people might correct. infer. It no, really made I was me, thinking... Well, never mind. I have a dirty mind. Well, we'll just continue on where we left <laughs> off. It really made me wish that I knew how to do anything. Hearing him talk about making a canoe by steaming wood and... It made me wish that I knew how to do really anything. I, I think I've um, I've uh, pried my way into his life in a manner that I I uh, I've gotten him to agree to help me learn how to make my own coffee table. Wow! But, I mean, can, really? Can yeah, you... and I feel bad at this point. It's because he's just so busy. But I think if the if time permits in both of our lives that that I'll actually get to do that, which the I'm really, a, the really, man's really a newly minted about. star. I yeah. think we can both agree the man's the man. It's I would say his performance on Parks and Recreation is what they call a star making turn. Now, Martin, can you picture this coffee table in your head, and you just need someone to like instruct your hands how to bring it out? Or I need to know how to make it. Yeah, no, I have a pretty good idea of exactly what I want. Okay. I'm a simple person. I'm a simple man, so sure. I know. I know. The basic idea. I don't want like an oval shaped coffee table. I want to. No, no, you're not some ostentatious Hollywood type. (laughs) Hey, hold on a second. I don't want some coffee table with the glass. You happen to be talking to Mister Hollywood. (laughs) It's true. I prefer you call me Mm -hmm. Mister. It's not like I want some wood table with like a pear cut out of the middle and a glass on top. No, like (laughs) Jesse. Oh, wait a minute. He's describing (laughs) my coffee table. Oh. I'm going to take it a step back and talk about Seinfeld. Okay. I um I recently I have two friends that are really into the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were listening and he's out of town on vacation, Howard Stern. So they were playing old shows and they were talking about um Seinfeld dating some seventeen year old girl and taking her to a basketball game. <laughs> and I don't know how I missed that. I that missed that like, completely. <laughs> that he was this is a while ago. How, I think. how is this is is this is this this is in the marriage ref era Seinfeld? Like. No, because he's been married for a while. Okay. Anyway, this was yeah, pre him getting married. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think it was out of what. I, I don't think it was like in while he was married. Yeah. I don't think he was cheating on anybody. He was just off having a good time with a very young girl that was apparently still in high school. Oh my! And Howard called him because he had his number and he had brought Seinfeld on initially when Sein, when the when Seinfeld the show wasn't doing well mm-hmm. and he was trying to you know he knew Howard Stern had a huge audience and sure. so he went on and and tried to build viewership for his show and so he kind of just had a big history with Seinfeld and Howard called him and it's, it sounded so annoying he was like uh, he was like hey do you mind if we ask you a couple questions and uh, Jerry said. Um, as if I know him, uh, Jerry mm-hmm. said, JS, good old JS said, JJ. or JJ, we all know him in different the ref. capacities. I call him the ref, <laughs> the ref of comedy. Now, he's not the marriage ref. The bald guy is the marriage ref. Wait, Tom Papa is the marriage Tom ref? Tom Papa is the marriage ref. Jesse, uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld is just like, 
A guy. A guy. He's just there. He's the sideline ref. Sure. Um, the so, third base coach. So he was like, he was like, Howard, you Mary's know, you know, I can't coach. talk about this. This is very inappropriate the way that you're doing this. And and Howard was like, yeah, no, I understand that. Let me just let me just ask you one question, one one quick question. As like he's getting ready to hang up, Seinfeld is, and uh, and he asks him this question about this girl. And he ends up talking for a minute. He just like weasels his way in, Howard Stern. Yeah, Stern's amazing. Yeah. His, his weaseling is truly spectacular. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. And then at some point, he had a conversation with Jerry about like bringing up the fact that this girl was 17 or is 17. And, uh, and he like they just talked about it on air. It was just crazy. Wow. And he didn't say that they had any kind of sexual relations, but... You could definitely sure. get the implication in the way that he would talk. Yeah, about it. I mean, but but I mean, just just a a a grown millionaire hanging out with a seventeen year old, a bizarre. really hot seventeen. Yeah, girl. that's even maybe more weird. Yeah. than them having a sexual like. Oh no, no, we just yeah. hang out. Totally platonic. That's weirder. That is totally weirder. I'd, yeah. I'd, I think that might be more weirded out <laughs> if he was just platonic with like all. You these guys women. just hang out. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, I bring her home around eleven. Yeah. yeah. Talk to her parents. Sure. Hang out. We have a, her a dad's great. glass of Chardonnay and talk. <laughs> her dad's really into woodworking. And she toddles <laughs> off to bed. <laughs> toddles. Would, would you guys like to be able to make anything? You want to make this coffee table, this nice yeah. square solid. Tell me a little bit more about this coffee table. Um, <laughs> what are you putting on this? What's going to go on other well, than cups of coffee? This is, this is how I want my coffee table to look. Uh, a beautiful, dark wood Sheen, lacquered, mm. gorgeous looking, just beautiful piece of wood. Unzip. Uh, Don't look at me. Keep describing. <laughs> oh and then uh, four kind of rounded off legs on the sides, but all square. And then... Wait a minute. Are they square or rounded off? They're square, but on the edges they're rounded off, so you don't hit yourself on that corner and hurt yourself. Gotcha. Does this make sense? Gotcha. So the whole table is just kind of shaved on the corners. Gotcha. Um, much like a child safety table. So this is a piece of safety equipment as much as it is a... A coffee table. Correct, a mundo. Uh, you don't want any kids coming to your house and uh, poking out eyes. Exactly. Did you design this on the Hold back on of a, a napkin th- one night at 3 a.m.? Not yet. <laughs> Immediately that will following that a stream of profanities? I think tonight at 3 a.m. I'm going to get going on this. Yeah. Um, and then underneath that would be another tier of the coffee table. Double tier. Yeah, so that there's so that I can put like all my board games or something under there. And uh, settlers and that's, of Catan. That's kind of it. It's very simple. I don't have settlers of Catan. You seem like a kind of a. I think the you would be into settlers game. of Catan. I might be into it. I want to learn how to play it. I don't know it that well. I'm semi familiar. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's a, it's a board game that people also play on online. Yeah, it's it's uh, based on resource management. You're collecting ore. You're collecting. Uh, you're collecting wood for your ships. You're mm-hmm. settling a. You're settling a new world. Mm-hmm. It's like Sid Meier's Civilization 2. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Are you a, a... Martin, are you a board game enthusiast? I do enjoy myself a good night of board games. Mm, board gaming. Let's talk a little bit about what some of your favorite board games are. Um, Rummy Cube. Mm. Sure. Is a fantastic one. Balderdash is another fantastic one. Monopoly is fun for about an hour, and then you want to kill everyone. And, <laughs> yeah, it gets mean. And throw that thing away. Yeah. Um, and then I like card games. I like I like a lot of card games that are kind of in the vein of Rummy Cube and just uh, just like fun. Jordan, are you? How do you feel about board games? 
you know, I don't. Uh, I don't really have anybody in my life right now that uh, is a board game enthusiast. Uh, I do remember in college, uh, I knew a guy who like had a board game night, and I went to a couple and was super into it. Here's my, my thing: is I'm not about to organize a board game night. I'm not about to, uh, you know, try and make this happen. But uh, if if I did f- for some reason find myself thrust into a circle of people who were super into board game night, I would go. Uh, I would go whole hog. At one point in college, I would. Wait a second, that's a porn term, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. I would jack off while I was at the board game night. Is what I was getting at. That's how oh, much I'd enjoy. I'd myself. go whole hog on that one. Sure. Our uh, our friend Brian uh, back in Business Lane, sometime co-host of uh, the Sound of Young America, and I believe he's been a guest on this show at some point. Uh, Brian at one point had organized a Risk League when we were in college. Oh, mm. Risk is amazing. I don't like the the, the turn that it's taken. Taken. The, now taken, there's taken. like a future risk with robot there's, mechs, right? I, I don't know about that one, but there definitely is. Uh, they've sped up the process of playing Risk because oh, it's okay. like a generally it's like a 12 hour game that yeah. you play over the course of two days, and now it seems like they have these different versions where you can play uh, much a much shorter game. It's and just, I played once, and it, I just didn't love it as much. You just take it out of the box, and it's hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, guys. <laughs> I, I'm going to eat Australia. I was not part of this Risk League, but this is how I remember it going from a third-party perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, week one, things are going great. Everybody loves Risk. Week two, things are still going great. People are getting really into Risk strategy. Mm. Week three, everyone hates each other. <laughs> yeah, you can turn pretty quick. I'm wor- I'm yeah, I find that- Risk is kind of like, Monopoly, and then it, it hard, some bad feelings come up because of it. it it's, it's competitive yeah. in a way that's maybe it gets the, gets the blood boiling. I find it's just boring after a while. Like, I'll play, okay. and then there's a point at which I'm just like, oh, that's right, we're playing a board game. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Sure. Um, and it's still it's fun if you're in it, if you're like the world superpower in Risk. But even at that point, it's like, oh, the game's already over. Like, I have way more men than everybody else. This is, I'm, I'm done. They're never going to come back. Yeah, But it's exactly. going to take an hour to kill them all. But everyone can turn on you, and then everyone's powers are really weak. And then you have three people with eight men yeah. all combined. And, like, what's the fun in watching that game end? Oh, that's no fun. I feel like I, I feel like I, I, I've been playing Scrabble with my wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, Cute. Thank you. Uh, and I can just barely keep my aggression in check because I love my I love my wife very yeah. much. Like I, I think. But sometimes she's uh, cruising for a bruising. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jordan, I think you can vouch for the fact that I I really love my wife Teresa. Yeah, and you have that fiery Latino temper. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe it. And <laughs> yeah, there's no love in this house. Yeah. And this is a marriage of convenience. I think also it's of note that that my wife is just one of the kindest people you could ever meet. Sure. And one of the least aggressive people you could ever meet. Mm-hmm. And so there's not really anywhere for in my wife for me to get a foothold, so to speak, yeah. in terms of it being a dick. Um, but I I'm terrified. I simply I just don't play games with people. Because I'm terrified that I'm going to get too competitive and uh, I'm going to turn into a dick. And my wife, it doesn't bother her at all. She never gets competitive about anything. She'll happily lose over and over and over 
um, and it won't bother her. Uh, whereas for me, like unless I'm in it to win it, I have a hard time focusing on it. Mm-hmm. And then when I am in it to win it, I really I, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> cheat. I'm not a cheater, but I am. I do find myself like hardening. And then I have to like I have to constantly catch myself like why are you hardening? This is a game of Parcheesi. <laughs> You're you pl- playing you play Rummy Parcheesi? Cube. I don't know. How I'm just... old are you? <laughs> don't slip uh, off to the bathroom so you can file down your teeth to look more aggressive. <laughs> I, I once took a knife to a man over a game of Popomatic Trouble. Oh, I love that game. Oh, so poppy. Yeah, that was the travel edition. Yeah, sure. But my point is that I like can't. I almost can't do it. Like uh, unless I, I even if I know I'm going to win, I just get too obsessed with the with strategizing and playing it. And you're like I used to be when I was a kid, except I used to cheat. <laughs> really? Did yeah. You, like I, we'd all play. We'd all sit down and play Monopoly or something, and and I would always be the banker for obvious reasons. Oh yeah. And uh, and I had to win so bad that I would steal money from the bank and like. I just that's what happened is I don't care as much anymore. Uh, is that is that playing. was that your uh, uh, preferred method of cheating just shaving a little off the top of that the was, uh Yeah, I wasn't really uh I didn't get too creative with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just look over there, snatch uh, snatch snatch. Hey. I feel like I feel like I, if I cheated, it would no longer be an effective referendum on my value as a person. Mm. And so I, I Well, you just kind of stop doing that. Like you that idea doesn't come into your head as an option anymore. Yeah. The older you get. But as a kid, you were like, "Uh, who cares? Any way I can win, I'll win." But now I don't I I like uh I don't know, that ended a long time ago. Let's just say if we were to play Monopoly tonight, I probably wouldn't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But you're not, Martin. You're not playing these kind of. Uh, you're not playing these kind of complicated board games that come in a box that goes on a bookshelf, right? Or are you? What are you talking about? You know, sometimes a board game comes in a box that goes on a bookshelf. It's sort of shaped like a big book, like a dictionary or something. My Monopoly and my Scrabble are shaped like that. And yeah, they both really? reside on my bookshelf. Yeah, I yeah. got friends uh, the new Life Edition that, that mm. looks like that. Yeah, no, this might be just a trend in board game packaging. Yeah. Oh well, That's it's a great it it's a great trend in board game packaging. It makes a lot more sense. Sure. And it makes people look like they're literate when they probably just play board games. All the time. <laughs> oh no, this is Nabokov's Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> it's a novel. It's a giant novel. Yeah. My wife has Scrabble in Espanol, mm. but I don't speak is there Spanish. A, is so. There's an Enya tile in there's there? There's an Enya tile in there. And I think the point <laughs> values are different, probably. Sure. I'm going to say the point values are different. Um, if you had a number one favorite board game, Martin, what would it be? At the moment, it's probably Rummy Cube. But that's not a board game. Um, Rummy Cube is sort of like... Uh, it's a tile game. It's it's basically like a card game. You could play it very easily with cards. This is Settlers of Catan. This is more a tile game than it is a board... Uh, anyways. Right. So. Um, board game. Board game. Board game. Uh, B-O-R-E-D? Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite boring uh, game? Uh, probably Balderdash. That's a board game, right? Or what is happens it? in no, Balderdash? It's not really a board game. It's like a word game, right? Is that yeah. the one where you make up fake definitions for words? Yeah, that's not a board game either. Yeah, or or uh, a date. People would you'd get a date, and then you'd have to say you'd have to make up what happened on that date. Oh, or, it's a game of trickery and yeah. treachery. Or you get the name of a movie and the year, or maybe just the name of the movie, and then you'd have to make up the synopsis. What, the synopsis of what it's about. Um, that's a really fun one. Or it's someone's name, and then you you make up what they're famous for. What they're famous for. What they did. Jordan. 
favorite board game? Yeah. Or or do I agree that this is what how you play Boulder Dash? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, God, it's been a long... I think the la- actually the last great board game experience I had was Settlers of Catan. Uh, yeah, but uh, but that was during a period of my life when I had people who wanted to play board games. Uh, so, yeah. So now I... Uh, yeah, now I mean, you know... Uh, occasionally I'll play Words with Friends on my iPhone, but... Uh, yeah, I have to get back into that. Well, I'm not really into it at this point, so never mind. You can let it slip. Uh, yeah, I play like Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, sure. That's like a good one to pass a little bit of time. Kill some zombies with plants. Mm-hmm. Of course, with plants. I feel like I've. I, I. It's now occurring to me that I've. I've somehow opened us up to just a torrent of board game nerddom. Yeah, no, we're gonna get. We're gonna get emails about this. We have. We have a. <laughs> we have tens of thousands of listeners, and uh, I'm gonna say at least what five percent of them are probably board game nerds. Sure, three percent. That means hundreds of people are gonna start sending us board game nerd related. Uh, emails. Bring it on. I can't wait, yeah. Bring it. Uh, my email is... <laughs> don't worry. We'll forward all your board yeah, game yeah, stuff yeah. over to we'll Martin. Just, sure. We don't want to give it we'll up let, Okay, we'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse. Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective... Oh, hey, I'm still here. This is <laughs> Martin Starr, Mr. Hollywood. Yeah. I, Just joking. I, no, I'm boyish. Feels, I'm boyish sweetheart. Mr. Hollywood's pretty good. I think, I think both are strong. It's a little presumptuous. But that's, but I mean, it's bold. I have And that's how you make it in Hollywood. You know that you, I'm not bold. actually America's radio sweetheart, right? What? <laughs> America is at best ambivalent about me and largely ignorant of me. So you lied to all of us. I'm a liar. Jesse Thorne, America's Hey, at least I don't cheat at Monopoly. Like some assholes. Jeez. Hey, hey, don't don't be a fucker. I I drove all the way out here. (laughs) We appreciate we appreciate you. We appreciate having. He described his dream coffee table, which is very intimate. (laughs) This guy came all the way out here from his his uh, beachfront mansion in Malibu. Mm -hmm. The boo. (laughs) I am Mr. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, hey, we got a sponsor this week, Jordan. Great. Uh, here's how it works, by the way, on Jordan Jesse Go. If you're out there in our listening audience, you want to have a message on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll put it on there for you. It's uh, what a hundred bucks for a personal message, a hundred and fifty for a business message. I believe is sure. the last rate we quoted. Um, yeah, we'll put it out there. It's just donation to maximumfund.org is all we require. Um, this week's or, or you message. can just email me, and the next time I'm on the show, I'll do it for free. <laughs> You'll just, oh, wow. So you just, and uh, Sausage Kitchen is on Olympic and Robertson. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you're getting that sausage money. I knew, I knew fucking being on TV wasn't making, making it so you could dress that night. I just Jordan, get free bratwurst. It's the not money's in sauerkraut. The no, real money's yeah. in sauerkraut. <laughs> it's just cabbage. It's just cabbage. But they, it's unbelievable. They yeah, jack up the price. Cabbage, salt, and water. Yeah. It's um, really simple. Uh, Everything by Everyone is our uh, sponsor this week. Now, Jordan, you and I were both interviewed for this uh, documentary film. I don't know if we made the cut. Uh, Speaking for myself, I'm in the trailer. That's great. Uh, Yes, I I got interviewed for this, too. It was a lovely experience. Uh, This is a documentary about Internet media. Exactly. What it is is uh, this guy, Nathan, has created this documentary, and the, the framework is it's about this place called Newgrounds. Mm. which is a place where people uh, 
make and I guess trade and give away and sell or what? I, maybe they don't sell it at all. I, anyways, for flash games, it's a it's they, a they do they do of, sell them. Okay, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's a community of flash game developers. Uh, that sort of grew out of this one guy who was creating Flash yeah, games. Yeah, maybe you've played their most popular title, Castle Crashers, which is a great game. Oh, uh, amazing game. Isn't that a good game? Yeah. Did it's you a, play it on Xbox? Yeah. We should play sometime. Okay. Anyway. It's a you huge... Got, I'm on level, like, a lot. Okay, I'm, so, like, 25, but you're probably high. Are you higher than that? I think I'm at, like, 63. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be much help. But uh, <laughs> but we should still play because it'll be fun. It's gonna be hard for you. Yeah. So it's and it's about that, but it's about that through. I the... do have a little floating crocodile that follows me around. Where'd you get the crocodile? Oh, he's in the little weapon shop. He'll follow you around. He'll hurt the bad guys. A, I didn't get a crocodile. Yeah, he's in there. I never saw a crocodile. I have I have the one that gives me that helps me level up faster. Oh, that's good. Mine's a purely offensive. Yeah. Uh, no, that familiar. makes total sense. That's one I need at this point. Because they get harder and harder. Go back and get the That's croc. what she said. <laughs> Jesse, you were saying about our sponsor. <laughs> uh, we were talking about video games and yeah. making penis oh, yes. jokes. Uh, Sausage Kitchen on Olympic God and Robertson. God damn it! <laughs> um, in addition to us, uh, uh, Nathan already interviewed our friend Kevin Sprinkles Pereira, mm-hmm. uh, who I ran into the other night and is doing quite well for himself. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, who's been a guest on The Sound of Young America, the uh, founder of Troma Entertainment. Yeah. Um, lots of other people who sort of do things for themselves, and it's about the way the, the internet has changed and uh, created, you know, doing things for yourself as a career. Um, and he's got a tra- he's edited together a trailer. He's trying to raise 12 grand to uh, make a feature film. Uh, so he's made a Kickstarter project uh, and um, he's already he's already I just looked at it this afternoon. He's passed four grand, so he's already more than 35 percent of the way there. Nice. Um, he's well on his way. Uh, to success, and I think twelve thousand dollars is a pretty modest goal for a, making an entire feature film. It's a pretty remarkable thing that he's doing. He's been flying all over the country shooting these interviews, and um, uh, he's a really nice guy. And uh, you know, I had a great experience with him. You, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if 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 my interview is any indication, this is going to turn out great. So, um, yeah, John <laughs> K. He interviewed John K., the guy who created uh, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Um, it's all online at everything-by-everyone.com. Everything-by-everyone.com. We'll put up a link to that. Uh, Everything-by-everyone.com. Nice. With hyphens. With hyphens between the words. And Your place for internet sausages. There you can, yeah. there you can find a link <laughs> to the... <laughs> yeah, visit their brick-and-mortar <laughs> store at... There you can find a link to the um, uh, to the Kickstarter project, and we're hoping that uh, Nathan will. Uh, I am personally, for my own selfish reasons, hoping that Nathan will um, uh, fund this thing because it will be my feature film debut. Now, not all of us have been in yeah. All About Steve, Jordan. Yeah, I know. Um, Wait, was I in All About Steve? Uh, no, you're not the only movie star here. Yes, yeah. I wait. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I, I was. Other people have had small parts as uh, ambitionless young men. <laughs> I can't believe you guys misled me. Yeah, Martin, have I mentioned anyway? Everything dash by dash everyone dot com. <laughs> wait a second. Uh, have I mentioned how much I enjoyed what, what's the Ricky Gervais movie called? No, Invention of Lying. Invention, Invention of, of Lying. Have I you mentioned to you how much I enjoyed in your that. performance in Invention of Lying? Just now, yes, you did. Uh, I think Invention of Lying had all these amazing people in it, Martin among them. 
Um, and I would say that while none of them were bad in it, I was probably not the the people that whose cameo appearances made me say, "Man, they really knocked that out of the ballpark." Were Martin and Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's pretty good company to be in. Absolutely. Oh yeah, lovely company. A wonderful, a wonderful, very funny performance by Martin Starr in that movie. Ed Norton was pretty interesting in it too. I thought that was pretty yeah, funny. The, the, the whole movie, I'm I'm not going to call it an unqualified success. It's worth watching. Yeah, sure, We're absolutely worth watching. Yeah. You get to see Martin Starr. You get to see Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, bring a little soul to his character. Just bring a little soul to a small cameo. That's sure. a tough thing to do. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff in that movie. Some good ideas. Mm-hmm. Nice people. Yes, great people. Um, anyway, everything dash by dash everyone dot com, and, and you know, donate some money to this thing because I want to be in a real movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jessica. How much money do they need? Eight thousand dollars. You gonna do it right now? Eight grand. Fuck no. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, Mr. Hollywood here. <laughs> yeah. How can See, I help you? So you've decided on Mr. Hollywood then. <laughs> I think you guys decided, and I'm just going along with the ride. Yeah. Look, I'm not gonna, it's a good choice. I, I'm gonna, you, you made a good call. Okay. It's a, <laughs> I think it's a little arrogant, and, uh, but I, I don't think... I don't think it's being presumptuous. I'm obviously Mr. Hollywood. Hey, but sure. it's, it's just a, arrogant to self-proclaim yourself mm. Mr. Hollywood. Not when you've got the spirit of Hollywood coursing through your veins. Oh, I forgot. This is a man whose last name is Star with two R's. Yep. So. <laughs> you got it. That's Mr. Hollywood right there. Your mom picked that, right? Am I mistaken that your mom picked no, that? No, we had a conversation about it. I picked it. It was, uh, it was. Did she give you the the choices she gave you were star and big dick, right? Yeah, good old <laughs> Martin Big Dick. My mom would think of that as my new last name mm. for weeks. It is well, pretty big, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> on our program, Jordan Jessica, <laughs> we ask people to give us a call when uh, something momentous happens to them. I hope my mom never them. listens to this. And don't worry. Uh, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call here if something momentous happens to you. Uh, What's the go- number again? 206-984-4FUN. Beautiful. Mm. Here's the number to call. Uh, here's the first call. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Logan from Montana. Hey, Logan. Uh, I'm calling with the moment. It's <laughs> recording. The other day, Logan can't hear you. I saw B P pickle bumblebee just take a squirt, and it was just a little squirt. Anyway. How do you even know that a bee peed? He saw a bee pee? I didn't even... I thought he, I thought he said bee pee. I thought he was talking about the oil spill. Uh, yeah, all right. How does he know that the bee didn't, like, expel its guts in fear or something? Isn't that something this some could, animals yeah, do, expel could, their guts? Or, you know, bees expel have dew on them. Yeah, it could have just been some dew. He could just be dripping dew. It could have just so happened. So you think it pooped? He could have <laughs> yes, happened yes. to have had some dew on his bee dick. Sure. Little bee dick boo poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, Jordan, Jessica, I have a momentous occasion. Um, my roommate and I just went to um, the Humane Society. Mm, we were going nice. to adopt a kitten, and we found out it was, it was Adopt-A-Cat Month. So it was Adopt One, Get One Free. So we have two kids, Rhoda and Neil. And also, the woman who helped us adopt them had a tattoo of a cat's face on the back of her head, and she was weird. 
On the back of her <laughs> on head? On the back of her head. I wish this guy was calling in right now because I have so many questions. Yeah. Was her head shaved? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Otherwise, how would he have spotted it? Otherwise, it was the neck and he was just biologically challenged. Yeah. Even yeah. on the neck. What, that- what cat was it? Felix the cat? I don't. I just got the impression this was like a photorealistic cat face. Like this wasn't a famous cartoon cat, which is a more understandable tattoo. Yeah, more certainly more reasonable. Sure, I, it's crazy. That's a crazy thing to see. Yeah, I, as a recent cat adopter, I can I can vouch for people who you can uh, vouch for the fact that you got a ta- I, cat's face. That was part of adopting the cat. You have to have your cat, and you're a woman. Yes, well, I am. They waive the spay-neuter <laughs> fee if you do it. Yeah, right, exactly. There's a good economic reason to do but, it. But uh, people who work at uh, 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 animal shelters are intense people. Very yeah. intense. I don't like cats. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Andrew. Um, hey, Andrew. I just got done Once with again, my recording. Can first hear you. ever first date. Let that sink I in. dropped my date off at her house. He just said it was his first ever first date. I want to. Jordan was too That's busy amazing. talking over it, but no, I was listening. That was uh, his first ever. I had a great time. I think. Good. I had a great time at least. Nice. She seemed like she had a great time too. Good. Um, mm-hmm. no departing kiss or anything, but that's not good. You know, it was pleasant. I'm okay. Your friends. A few more dates in the future. Um, mm, probably not. Yeah. She's so, using you for free dinner. Pretty momentous occasion, I think. Anyway, love the show. I feel bad for him. So you wait. So you think that just because there was no kiss, that it's automatically? I think it's a. I think it's a pretty bad move not to show your intentions immediately. And there is an unfortunate place that you're put in as a man huh. if you don't show that you're an alpha male immediately. Is or that at least... why your dick is out? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Oh, interesting. So, so. Uh... I knew about your nickname, but I hadn't seen it firsthand. I f- wow! <laughs> Mrs. Star, how did you get in here? People are going to think you guys have like a, a sound effects booth that you guys are just pushing yeah. buttons it's on. It's a board, yeah. Like, you think you have to make it happen like right this away. Is love line. Yeah, well, you definitely have to. Yeah, make baby, a Austin move. Powers. <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he said what his name was. Yeah, he says, "Yeah, baby." <laughs> like every name. scene, doesn't he? Um. So I well, okay. I think I I I I want to engage you on this. Um, Wait, we're getting. I don't. We don't. We haven't known each other that long. No, no, we? no. This is gonna work. Let's just listen to okay. our hearts. Okay. Let's <laughs> elope. Um. I think all age is a factor here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that if if this is a mid-teens situation, that that first kiss is a little more important. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, you kind of you guard that kissing a little bit more. So if this guy is, you know, if this is a 15, 16-year-old... I, I think, think he that, has one more date. If she's willing to go on one more date, that second date you have to make the move. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I might agree with you there. I might agree. Even for a 15, 16-year-old, there should be some sort of... For anyone. Physica- yeah, yeah, anyone. Because uh, you, you have to just make Even your, grandpas. You have to make your intentions clear, or else you are kind of just leading someone possibly to believe that you're a friend. Or at least girls tend to put you in that position in their brains. Yeah. Because they haven't made physical contact with you, and they've continued to enjoy your company on an emotional level. For that long, so but you still haven't like made the move and, yeah. and touched their bottom. <laughs> Is that the key? I yeah. I should explain. My wife and I have been together since since we were seventeen. Uh, yeah. So I only had really a couple high school girlfriends before that. Um, so the key is to touch the bottom. When you go in for the hug, uh huh, you grasp, hold, and clench the bottom. 
Clinch. Okay. I haven't been clinching. You just, That's probably you just why give they keep it a little. Away. Yeah. <laughs> you just give it a little squeeze. I'm demonstrating right now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So you go around and then yeah. up a little. Up a little. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Well, I want to congratulate this young man. If anyone going on his first date, please don't quote. Uh, me as the inventor of this move <laughs> if you so choose to use it in your life. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is uh, Chris from Seattle. What up, dog? Momentous occasion. I am on my way home from my first secret sex party. I what? went there with my roommate and my girlfriend. And now, we should explain that Jordan Hold has been on fixated on secret sex parties for years. His secret he, sex parties. I will catch you up quickly. Uh, when you go to a Ren Fair, when you go to a Star Wars convention, there's a bunch of people dressed up. You ask them why they're all dressing up. They give you some weird reason about uh, community or togetherness. Uh, I think they're actually having secret sex parties. Why won't anyone tell me the specifics? Anyways. Okay. Let's That's look. interesting. Yeah. There's something we've been talking about on the show. Let's Anyways. get back into the tape here. Sex party. I went there with my roommate and my girlfriend, and they do exist. Uh, thanks. Keep it up. What? That's it? No Tell more details? More, yeah. you asshole! What a dick. And you went with your roommate? That's going to be so fucking weird. I know. That that was the part that shocked me the most. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to go to a secret sex party, you're going to go with your girlfriend if you've got a girlfriend. Because otherwise, what's going on there? Or a girl you like. Or, or a girl you like. You take your first date there. Here's yeah. what I recommend. You, you go reach. There, you, you clench. Go <laughs> clench you and drag. The, yeah. the old clench and drag. Yeah. Drag her dra- You drag her on, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So, but but bringing your roommate, you got to figure the roommate invited him, right? I don't know. Oh, no, I had so much information we need. I think the let roommate... Us, let us call you, dude. I don't think he knew the... Yeah, let's call him right now. Yeah, did he leave his number? He did not leave his number, but uh, he can email his number to um, uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org. Oh, crap. I want to be here when we talk to him. <laughs> I'm just we'll going to have to listen to it later. We'll patch Martin Yeah, in. no, we'll Skype you in. That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, it's am- this is amazing. This is- I feel like this is a momentous occasion for Jordan Jesse Go. Sure. This co- independent confirmation of the existence. This is like, this is like shooting Sasquatch. a Sasquatch. Sure. Uh, this so is this, like last The podcast may have Yeti. to end. Yeah. After we uh, after we discuss this, this is what Ray Kurzweil is referring to when he talks about reaching the singularity. Sure, my ex girlfriend kind of invited me to an orgy once. Really? When we were together, well, she didn't actually invite me to it. She just she just threw out the option. She's like, I know a guy who has these parties, and he kind of mentioned that we could go if we wanted to. Where it's just a bunch of people who, if they want to have sex, they can have sex there at the party in front of other people and with mm. other people. And if they don't, they don't have to. But it's like it's just a room where that's accepted. Are you uh, sure you're not thinking of an episode of your hit television show, Party Down, with our friend Tom Lennon? I'm not. Actually. Okay. Uh, I'm, th- I'm talking, I'm did, talking about... Did, did she we can sa- talk about that if you did want. Did she sound excited about the... Um, she was intrigued by it. And we had talked about having a, a menage a trois at some point, mm-hmm. which is, uh, according to Dr. Drew, always a bad idea. <laughs> um, what we call a mini orgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old mini a orgy. A morgy. 
<laughs> uh, orgy, I think, implies that there's it's like the biggest orgy you could have. Yeah. I don't want to go and have more, an orgy. More. I'm going it, big with a morgy. <laughs> that's like a sexual what a sexual or- <laughs> that's what a sexual glutton yells at the orgy. Yeah. Morgy, morgy, morgy. Sounds like a delicious Japanese ice cream treat. Yeah. That's mochi. Would you like a morgy? Yes, could I have the green tea, please? Yeah. Um, now, now that, I mean, now that it was mentioned, would you mind fielding a few questions about Party Down? I mean, I think, uh, it's probably on, on everyone's mind who's listening. <laughs> I, I, for one, was not expecting you to say Party Down after you said, now that it was mentioned, would you mind fielding a few questions about, <laughs> after orgies. he had just been talking orgies. about orgies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's as far as that story goes. Sure. Okay. Because I never did that. Um. Uh, it's, I, so, so, so this has recently been written about as canceled. Uh, 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 what, how do you, how does a cast member learn about that? Do you have to just read the same internet post as everybody or do you get uh, like a call? So I should have gotten a call, but that's not, I mean, I did, I did get a call, but, um, stars told the media first. So it was out on... Oh, wow. They didn't even tell, like, the bosses of the show first? I don't think so. Ooh. They were, no, they told them 45 minutes before. Something oh. like that. And then and so I, I found out through um, EW.com, I think. Someone had forwarded me a link to mm. um, this article, a brief article, just saying that Party Down and Gravity had both been canceled. Now, did they ever give you the option to add some gladiator elements to the show to make it more like their hit show, Spartacus, Blood, and Sand? Can I offer a few suggestions for elements you could have added? If only they knew my nickname <laughs> <laughs> that my mother gave me that you guys, you guys, the imaginary mother you have. I, I have me. some good wow. ideas for... Wow! Wow! <laughs> I love her! I have some yeah. good ideas for elements they could have added. <laughs> hmm. huh, Blood, possibly Sand. Sand. All right, all right. I get it. You love Spartacus. We do. I've never seen Spartacus. Have you ever <laughs> it's watched not, Spartacus? It's no good. It's what I've heard. And I, I heard like that kind really... of thing. Yeah, anyways. Spartacus, more like Stopacus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called Spartacus, though. That's the flaw in that joke. It's you not actually know. called Spartacus. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's, a, that's a joke one of my friends would make, and I would go, Aw, Dad. <laughs> because it's a dad joke. <laughs> Um, it's so weird because, uh, in, in our circle, the, uh, uh, Hollywood person slash comedy nerd hyphen aficionado world, everyone watches party down religiously and can quote it. And it's so, it, it's, it's weird to think about that. Everybody we was live excited in... that Martin's character got to really stretch his legs in season two. Yeah. Um, so it's weird to yep. think that. Our world that we're in is so divorced from the rest of the world in that, as far as I'm concerned, Party Down is the most popular show on television. It's the only thing I can bring up regularly and know that people are going to There was a really like, cool article that followed, someone linked to, where this girl, um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it sounds like it was pretty true. She went on a date with someone, and she thought like things were going okay. She wasn't that into it. And then uh, he brought up party down yeah and she was like that's it and like the title of the article was um and it might have just been a blog or something but it was uh it was like um i only date guys who watch party down (laughs) (laughs) that's a good litmus test she hears the words party down and it's around the bank and clamp yeah Yeah. clench and that's it do they and and a lot of the people i know 
caught up with the show or discovered it on Netflix on demand, do, do they factor that into how many people are watching, or is that just some I weird outlier? So. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know for yeah. certain, but it seemed more as best I understand and am aware of that the show, uh, according to the new uh, head and chief of stars, or you know the new guy running it, who is Chris Albrecht. Um, Former HBO bigwig. Correct. Who ran into a little incident in Las Vegas. Shamed wife, Peter. <laughs> okay, uh, let's not talk about I don't that. know if they were married, but yeah, um, there was an incident. Sure, someone you're, was punched. You're free to Google it. Yeah. Um, but in any case, we weren't really a part of the plan that he had for stars and has for stars, which is, uh, I think, to take, take, it, take it on a global level. He wants to, he wants to make stars really big and doesn't see us as a potential way to do that. He's looking for other historical epics. Yeah. I think the saddest thing about all this is that, um, and this is a fairly common occurrence, unfortunately, that even though they have no interest in our show, or at least, you know, I think we got a lot of support from a lot of the people at Stars who are, who are fantastic people. And I loved working with Stars; They're, they're a great company. Um, but with this new perspective and this new outlook on the direction that they want to go uh they don't really see us as a part of their future so we got canceled obviously but on top of that they wouldn't allow the rights to be taken to another network because they don't want three years from now for party down to be this massive hit and everyone go hey stars stars are a bunch of idiots for not picking up the show so not only do they not see us working out with them but they don't want us to succeed at all oh, boo. so they're it's, it's a really sad yeah because i mean it seems like one of those things like it could be like a family guy or a futurama that didn't work on one network but is a i mean it would be great on an fx or a spike yeah. or uh what have you it definitely yeah it definitely is something and we did it uh it seemed like it was so cheaply done yeah that they that another network could easily afford what we were working at before but did, I, th- I think yeah. upgrades would need to be made on, did, on a small level. Did um, I note, and I even noticed in watching the show that there seemed to be a lot of very tasteful product integration. Was that true? I, I feel like I noticed a lot of. I don't know that I was aware of any of that. Okay, I feel like I noticed a lot of kind of featured beers and liquors oh, really? and things like that. Uh, a I lot think of, it was just. Like, the- I mean, it may have just been they didn't have a budget for covering labels <laughs> for dutching for yeah, fake labels. Yeah. I, uh, there might have been a small. I don't. I don't really know. I know that um, I got a free bottle of something, <laughs> and I took a picture with it. Oh, nice! But I don't think they would ever. I don't. I never saw that picture come out. I have no idea what what that is. I saw oh, it. Was, it USA was Gl- Today. It was Glenlivet. Oh, nice! Uh, That's a, a fine scotch. It was a, it was a wonderful bottle of Glenlivet. I think I got uh, really like sixteen or eighteen years aged. You know, Delicious. the Glenlivet people listen to this program. Do they? Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of the Luna Bar people. Yeah, the Luna Bar people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, my, uh, for my job at Fuel, I got a free sake bomb kit the other day. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't yet done the sake bombs, but it's, 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 it's there. It's ready. Um, uh, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, now, I'll go back home and get it. <laughs> wait here for two hours. Okay. Um. And I and I guess uh, unless Jesse has anything, you, you, final question: that one episode in the first season where you guys uh, were working the porno convention and there was a lot of naked ladies in the episode was was that fun to shoot or stressful? Um, I mean, there's something intriguing about it, just as like going to a strip club is intriguing when you think about it 
and then as soon as you're there, it's like really it gets de- awesome. It's really depressing and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but you have a good time, and and the people were fun. To you know, like uh, I don't think there were too many people that seemed as uncomfortable as I would feel if I was in that scenario. Sure, um, showing off my boobies for everybody. Mm. But um, you know, it was. Uh, it's, in, it's it's. To be fair, you're not famous for your boobies. Well, who says? <laughs> wow, <laughs> mom again. You don't read my blog. <laughs> um, uh. but but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun episode. That was one of the things that stars wanted more of more boobies, as is obvious when you watch Spartacus. Yeah, I watched Spartacus so much. <laughs> I watched one episode of Spartacus, and it was so much booby. A lot of unrealistically groomed pubic hair, I think, too. Yeah, like did they? What did they really maintain in that way? In ancient Rome, you gotta you gotta ask some historians. Sure, I saw a nice piece where they talked about the haircuts in Prince of Persia. I don't mm. see why the Wall Street Journal entertainment <laughs> section couldn't take a crack at uh, pubic, pubic hair, and hair Spartacus. Of Spartacus. Well, you know, maybe you can audition for future uh, stars programs. I hear they're putting together uh, a, <laughs> a, t- a tale of Genji, uh, <laughs> tale of Genji, blood and sand. Sure. I don't, I don't know what I don't know if uh I mean I'm I'm working on uh a show that I would like to make happen uh, in the near future but I don't know where I would pitch it or how it would go um exactly what type of show it's going to be You got you got stuff going you you were right last time we talked you were writing with our pal Charlene Yee the very funny Charlene Yee Yeah and unfortunately it's been at a standstill I think since we spoke last Can I can I it say just takes something me forever. Speaking speaking of friends of ours writing things uh, can I make mention of the fact that our friend, uh, all-around class act and great guy, uh, two-time past Jordan Jesse Go guest and past Sound of Young America guest Paul Rust. He's fantastic. I open, of course he is. He's the best. I love him. I, I, I opened my variety one morning. I don't get variety. <laughs> but someone yeah, sends me, someone emails me a link to a variety article. Guess who's fucking writing the next Pee Wee Herman movie yeah. with Paul Rubens? Paul Rust. Paul fucking Rust. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Big enough news that they're making another Pee Wee movie and that they've gotten someone very funny to write it. Judd Apatow, or as producing I call him, it. Judd, producing. That's what I call him. Um, <laughs> and, like, I would have shit my pants if it was just that someone has finally <laughs> taken an interest in making a new Pee Wee movie. Since Pee Wee himself, Paul Rubens, has no, has, seems to have no interest in episodic television. Um, from me having, I, I actually had a conversation with a guy who makes uh, episodic television, who orders episodic television episodes um, uh, for a network that would be a great fit for Pee Wee if he happened to want to make a television show. Oxygen, and he said, we know. And he said that he had that you're they, friends with people at Oxygen. You don't have to rub it in. They had a, they had inquired and had been told that Pee Wee uh, Paul Rubens had no interest in making a television program, and he was sticking to his guns with these two scripts that he'd written for films, which he's had written for ten years now, uh, maybe five years, and uh, people he's had a hard time getting anybody to bite on him. And uh, so it would have been huge news if it was just that it was Judd Apatow, this guy whose proven ability to actually make movies is astonishing. Uh, But our buddy Paul Rust, who, by the way, I mean, granted, I think everybody here knows. I mean, there's a huge picture of Pee Wee Herman on my wall right there. I couldn't be a bigger fan of Pee Wee. Oh, wow, and he's naked. Couldn't be. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's art. Right. 
Um, it's what my, are all those stains on my... the bottom of the frame? <laughs> <laughs> That's art juice. Oh, it comes out boo. of my dick. Oh, oh. Wow! <laughs> um, uh, I couldn't be a bigger Pee Wee Herman fan unless I was our friend Paul Rust. Yeah. Who it could not uh, could not more have the spirit of Pee Wee and believe in the things that Pee Wee represents? Uh, if he his name was Paul Rubens, I'm just so excited about. It. I'm just shitting my pants with joy about this. How long does it take a movie to get made? Two weeks? Three weeks? When are we seeing this? Yeah, let's see it next week. <laughs> yeah, you got plans on Friday night? Uh, well, I'm gonna. I mean, I have to see Predators first, <laughs> but we can see the Pee Wee movie after that. Okay, great. We'll I, do, we'll, we'll theater hop. I kind of do want to see Predator. Oh, I do too. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I've uh, I had a I, I had a buddy see in advance who's uh, who's taste in stuff like that I trust, and yeah. uh, he gave a hearty thumbs up. So I saw dinner dinner with schmucks dinner for schmucks. Oh yeah, with uh, Carell and Rudd. Yeah, how'd that go? I I enjoyed it. Oh good. You know I don't I don't love those Meet the Parents movies, so I was a little no, skeptical. It's but a, it's um it's uh, same director. It's not what I expected. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. I thought it was all taking place at a dinner, like from the beginning to the end. Like I, <laughs> that was my dinner with I, Andre. I like never understood the entire <laughs> concept of the movie, so I thought the whole thing was going to be an hour and a half of a dinner, and I was like, "This seems kind of boring." I'll also points against Jeff Dunham is in it. Anyways, it was, wait, uh, I'll get. I'll put some, as long as we're putting points against it. I'll wait. I'll, what do you mean? I'll throw uh, he's in He's the my... ventriloquist who had that show. Oh, he's great in it. Is he? Yeah. Good. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I, I think his ventriloquism show was pretty awful, but uh, he has I a, don't. He has a small part. I mean, it's not. Okay. He's a small but part. But I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't think he can, he's devoid of the ability to be good in something. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know if I'm actually allowed to talk about this. No, I, I saw, I saw, them, I saw, I saw just them, a screening of it. I saw the French film, The Dinner Game, upon which this film is based. Uh, it was critically acclaimed. This was right. eight, ten years ago. Kind of hated it. Yeah, I've heard that's not very good, actually. But the idea is what they kind of got from it. The idea is a contest about who can have the worst. Well, let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it for dinner, the dinner party. <laughs> let's, well, that's too late. Premise. Way to go. That's <laughs> the titular game. You're titular. Ooh, bam. Coming out swinging. Okay, we'll be back in just a second <laughs> on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, we will. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I am Mr. Hollywood. Great. No, yeah. I don't. Can Is we that do that Mr. Over? Hollywood talks? Can we do that over? Yeah, no, no. It's authoritative. It's a great, that, great character. That work, wasn't Martin. good. That wasn't Martin, good. Can I, we that's do better that than your Jordan Morris impression you no, displayed at the top of the show. <laughs> Seriously, Martin, guys. that was really Seriously. good. No, can we do I this really over? enjoyed that. Can we do that over? I really you enjoyed know, let's, that. Uh, Come on. Hey, Let's pull a Karate Kid and reboot this, okay? Okay. <laughs> you guys want to reboot? Uh, what's next on the agenda? Start again. Jackie Chan? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Jackie. Hello. And I'll be the littlest Scientologist. Uh, I think we had a lot of fun Aww. on this week's show. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Are they Scientologists? I think so. Will Smith and his family? You've got to figure just because they're celebrities. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Martin, you're a Scientologist, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. No, no, no. That's I'm why not. you love coffee tables I'm, so I'm, much. I'm, yeah, yeah. Mean <laughs> coffee tables. And I don't blink. Uh, uh, we, I don't actually. I'm, I'm not a celebrity. So once that happens, then I have to then become you, a Scientologist. Yeah, it's part of the deal. Until then. You're a celebrity to me, Mark. Thank you. So, number one, so that means good, I'm a Scientologist to number you. Number one, you're good looking. <laughs> really? Number two, you got on that great t-shirt. Great t-shirt, uh, yeah, great like beard. It. Number three, I really enjoyed your performances in uh, The Invention of Lying. And uh, the film Adventureland. Heard of it? 
heard of it. Have people not seen Adventureland, by the way? I feel like people Didn't haven't seen well. Adventureland. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody, but more like sometimes I, someone that I th- assume has seen Adventureland oh, hasn't seen it. Oh, this is funny. Uh, before, I think it'll be on cable soon, and then everyone will probably watch it. Yeah. Pre-Adventureland, uh, I had picked up the kind of eh, hobby slash affect of uh, smoking a pipe, having a little pipe every now and then, uh, going outside and just smoking a little pipe. Yeah, you told me that last time. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, Adventureland? I'm like, no, I invented this a few months before. <laughs> I invented pipes. A little bit. You got really butthurt. Uh, oh, Martin's character in Adventureland uh, is kind of like uh, an old soul, and he smokes a pipe. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I got that from Jordan. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> the, I, the writer of the film. I highly uh, recommend the Greg Matola. Uh, We're very close. I, I really loved it. Um, that was what you were theoretically promoting when you were on The Sound of Young America, I think. Yep, Adventureland. That's, uh, that's how I... No, I think I first met you. Yeah, I was, was, like, it was Adventureland. I was like, I'd love to talk to Martin Starr. That guy's great. And they're like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah, no, really. <laughs> like, I am actually sincerely interested in doing an interview with Martin Starr. And they're like, oh, great. Usually they pitch me somebody and they say, well, like, oh, he was just on the cover of Teen People. <laughs> yeah, they don't have anything like that for me. No. They don't... I, I love that that... Is is how it is because then I'm not bombarded with doing all that shit, and I really love that. I, that was the coolest thing that I had done for the movie was with you doing um, the sound of Young America because you genuinely cared, and I think we talked about it in the interview because there are so many people that are just like, oh, like this is the grind, the well, nine I to get five to pick my people. gig. To be yeah. fair, I get to pick who it, who it is. But you know what else about Adventureland that I've been thinking about a lot lately since I got this Twilight on TV? Yeah, uh, Kristen uh, Stewart. Stewart. Uh, I thought was uh, great. In, I've never seen any of the Twilight movies. She was great. Uh, but I thought she was great in Adventureland. I had no idea that she was the lady from Twilight. And I was also shocked to learn that she was playing like 19. And when they filmed it, she was like 16 or something. Uh, I was shocked to learn that it was like a backwards aging process for her in that movie. She was great. Not just for a 16-year-old. I thought she was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, she was. She's a she's a sweetheart. Anyway, she, I I have a I have an action item. Mm. She's like my little sister. I want strategies. <laughs> Is that an action item? Is that how that works? <laughs> yes. yeah, Tell us celebrities that. who uh, are like siblings <laughs> to you. She's Martin? like she's like my little sister, Kristen Stewart. Um, no, <laughs> she's not because we, we we weren't we don't have the same mother. Right. <laughs> right. Interesting. Let's hear more about that. Um, my action item is this: if anyone out there, I have two action items. Mm. Uh, the first is if anyone out there has strategies for me uh, or advice or experiences with people who get too serious about board games. Mm. So uh, if you have a strategy, <laughs> if you have a strategy, all my friends for are going to call you. <laughs> all of my friends are going to call you. You have a strategy you. for me to control it, or if there was just an astonishing incident in your past in which someone got too serious about a board game, give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. What's that number again? Two zero six nine eight four four F U N. You hear that, Dad? Call in. You tell him that story about when I was eight, <laughs> and I threw the board game. Out the window. Oh, Jesus. Um, and my other one is, uh, I'd like to hear uh, the worst lyric from a song that you like. Um, <laughs> I shared Guru from Gangstar's classic lyric, Lemonade was a popular drink and it still is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear uh, the worst lyric from a song that you like. And I don't want you to call and say about a song that's so cheesy you love it or some bullshit like that. Fuck that. I hate that shit. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, a song that you actually like because you think it's good, but it has a horrible, horrible lyric. Lady Gaga. I know it's going to happen. 
going to be a lot of Gaga. It's going to be Gaga heavy. Yeah, because I think I, I enjoy some of those songs, but they're not the most beautifully written songs. <laughs> okay, well, let's, well, let's hear what people have they're to say. They're mainly about in, in imagining her robot costume. 206-984-4FUN. <laughs> Uh, with your board game, too serious about board game experiences and advice, and also uh, the um, other thing that I said. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Um, MaxFunStore.com is where you visit to uh, get all your Jordan Jesse Go stuff. I just cut my friend Jordan a check from our proceeds, mm. our monumental proceeds that will be arriving in his mailbox shortly. It's going right up my nose. Um, that means cocaine. <laughs> Max Fun Store, where you can get not only your choice of two different Jordan Jesse mm. Go t-shirts, but also things like uh, the uh, Max Fun Rocket Chip Polo and uh, Hoodie. Uh, both of which are actually kind of cool, I think. Yeah. I think they're kind of cool. Absolutely. Um, no, yeah, not your usual swag. These are uh, these are nice items. They're, uh, the logo is tasteful. Max Fun well, Store. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, penis right. in the middle of the logo doesn't really... Oh, I mean, the size is tasteful. MaxFunStore.com. No, I mean, it has a dick and a pot leaf on it. <laughs> we, hope that you will, we hope that you will join us online uh, at, uh, the, on the forum at uh, forum.maximumfun.org to talk about this episode. And, uh, hey, Volunteer Day on uh, Saturday, July 11th. Then mm. uh, it's Sunday, July tenth. Yes, Saturday, July. It's definitely Saturday. I think it's July tenth uh, here at Max Fun World Headquarters. So if you want a tour of Max Fun, we want to see where all the magic happens and meet Coco the Brown Dog, uh, and me and uh, Julia the producer, and, and I'll be there. Uh, Martin Starr, of course, is mm. going to be there uh, and help As pack usual. some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Email email Christian. We, I, we I think we only have like literally one or two slots left. But email Christian at maximumfund.org. Uh, our current intern Christian will uh, gratefully take your email if you live here in the Los Angeles area. We're gonna how do you go spell from, Christian? People uh, need to know how to get in contact. with him. C- just like a follower of Christ, C H R I S T I A N or two zero six nine eight four four fun. Don't call. Email Christian. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Nope, we're covered. Our yeah. theme music, Love You, by the Free Design from uh, Kites Are Fun, the best of the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. We'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Sorry this one was so long, but it was so great. Yeah. yeah no, you, you should thank us. Thank you for having me. Mr. Hollywood signing off. <laughs>